This is Loud Mouth Stereo. We were here on time. This stupid app wouldn't let us start the show and then kick both of us out where we couldn't even. Ju- we were we were being asked to ask ourselves to join the show. <laughs> what the fucking crazy? <laughs> like what the fuck is this? I. And then I tried to start a new show and it wouldn't let me start a show saying you, you you're already doing a show that I can't get in. You couldn't even get into this your own thing. shit. This is the <laughs> thing. I don't have any problem with updates. I don't have any problems with adding new shit on. But don't fuck up the old shit to add new shit. That doesn't make any sense. Because I was about to be like, just get on Riverside and we'll just do an episode because... yeah. I, 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 when I tell you I've been pushing the marketing on this show, Mm -hmm. so whoever was here at 8.15, they were like, well, I guess they're not doing the show. But that's the thing. We were on here on time, Shan. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, it's beyond unprofessional. Like, I, again, it's trash. I've been... I've been having a really, really bad like day and a half, two days. And when I did the show last night, so we tried to do the show for Sports Desk on Monday, right? That kept fucking up. And I was like, you know what? We just won't do it. Skip that. Won't do it. Um, still waiting on the offer letter and shit from the job. I talked to the lady today, and that's a whole other story I don't want to get into. I just want to talk about stereo. <coughs> Excuse me. Every time I get on this app, it's different. Like, when I say different, like, the shit that made people get on this app changed because of the app itself. Like, I have to click three buttons in order to get where I initially got on this app and I could just do, which was find rooms and conversations, right? Tuesday, last night doing Young Black and Bollard. Now, mind you, we haven't done a show since May. So forgive me for that. I've been busy. But I get on here, Shan, I shit you not. I get kicked out of Young Black and Bollard, and somebody else starts taking over the room and starts talking. So then I get back in the room, in that room, and it's telling me to join rooms, like that thing where it gives you the 15-second countdowns, like, oh, you know, deny this room or you'll join this room automatically. I was like, I didn't ask for any of this shit. Then... The app force closed, it opens back up, and I see Perez Hilton. The same three videos that he's been posting just keep showing me on there, right? Then I go and try to contact customer support, the app crashed. I go to their um, Twitter page, they haven't answered that in months. Go to Instagram, it's like they don't answer that shit as well. I don't even know if they still use the email, because when I emailed the stereo app, email bounced back. So I'm like, clearly nobody's been checking that shit either. But... What this app used to be and what this app has the potential of being, Stereo still hasn't gotten it. Four years later, people have been telling them what this app should be. And they're just like, we don't want it to be that way. Once upon a time, y'all, we were doing a lot of promo for Stereo. And I can comfortably say this because we didn't sign any NDAs. And for some fucking reason, like the, the partnership that we had with the subsidiary company or whatever just faltered. It really fucking faltered. And... One, they stopped paying. Two, they stopped paying on time. Three, 
we were at, we were tasked to do things on different social platforms. And I told Shan, I was like, I feel like they initially wanted to make their app, talking about stereo, more like TikTok. We said that shit in May. Here we are in August now, and I swear to God, I open this app and it's like TikTok, but it's for kids. Like I should not see like 15 and 16 year old people just talking and like doing things and like, oh, don't y'all have like WhatsApp or um, some other app for that? Not here. So fix it, stereo. Just fix it. <sighs> They're trying to fuck my mood up, but I won't let it. I will not allow it. Welcome to Love Mouth Stereo, y'all. Since we're kind of tardy, but we were on time, Stereo's fault. This is episode 12. I wanted to talk about transactional lovers. Um, this is going to be a good show. Um, I got notes. I got notes and it's a bitch. Um, where can you find the podcast? You can find the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Just put in loud mouth with an F, not a TH, stereo. And you'll see like uh, stick figure people with mics. That is Greg and that is me when we're skinty. And you can listen to old episodes. Uh, this episode, two days from now or a day from now, maybe two days from now because I got to get up at 530. Um, and yeah, support the show. Listen on here. Drop feedback. We play. We'll, we will play the messages after each question in this topic. So I have three questions tonight. So after we um, talk about it a bit, we'll play the messages. Hopefully you stay for your message to be played just in case we have a question. Uh, and if you would like to drop a review under La Mouse Stereo on any podcast app, you can. You're welcome to. We need it. Um, I don't, I'm going to get these numbers up on the actual um podcast outside of stereo because a lot of people that originally used to come in here and flood our show are not on this app because this app is just slacking and um it's annoying and so we just really want to get on here talk to the audience um get y'all on the show recording and then get the hell off because it's no longer enjoyable to sit and move through this app it's it's insanely annoying um catch up catch up catch up what's been going on uh greg's definitely gonna tell me what the hell been happening for these past two days just a little bit um because the we have a group chat a pod fam group chat and it's been quiet i know why it's quiet for drake because it was his birthday weekend and he got people um Gigi's always quiet baylor's traveling he actually had a um a layover here in Atlanta this morning, but I couldn't do shit because I had to take the girls to their, to school for their first day, and I have to work. Um, so he was at the airport. I don't know where he was going, where he was coming from. And Greg's been quiet, and I just been out here marketing and um, grabbing a new audience for the podcast because ain't no point in having a whole bunch of people sit on your page that don't engage, that don't push your shit. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. What's up with you, Greg? 
okay, the app froze again. But basically, for me, um, I, I've been like swamped with a whole bunch of shit um, ever since last week, since the show. Um, I've had my daughter's birthday, so I've been dealing with that chaos, um, dealing with um, family members who want you to show up to their shit, but um, they don't show up to yours. Um, mm. Full transparency. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had family events, graduations, proms, homecoming, like all, all these fucking things I've gone to over the course of, you know, 2023 with the notion of, all right, cool. I'm showing up to y'all shit. My daughter's shit is going to be in July. How about y'all come to that? Send out the invites and things like that. People don't show up. I get a text a day later. Hey, you know, I can't do this. And, you know, I'm sorry. We couldn't make it. I'm like, but you RSVP. And there's nothing that infuriates me more than lying people who are going to, like, they RSVP the shit, and then they just don't show up. No call, no show, no nothing. I was like, all right, cool, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to just let that be what it is. I'm going to let it ride. Right? Um, then the job shit I just mentioned, I already accepted the offer on Friday. So I should be starting next, uh, not next week, but in two weeks. So I'll be starting then. Um, but I did a verbal um, like acceptance. I just need the fucking offer letter because I need to see what I'm like tangibly getting. I'm not going to start a job and not know what the fuck I'm getting, like you know, work wise. I'm just going to show up on Monday and be like, "Hey, I'm here," and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, yeah, you're here, but you're not doing this and this and it." Like, mm-mm. so I, I just I'm, I'm starting to see some things, like some cracks that I know I can help fill in, but my boss is pretty like swamped with shit and i don't think she gets a lot of help from the other people which is fine but it also is like yeah like you're onboarding me though i need you to kind of be like all right like on it so there's that um but again that's just no disrespect to her um house shit uh just the, the same old things here at home so i can just leave that alone um promotion shan got on my ass about promoting the shows and things like that this week was a tough one because, again, all the shit that I've had going on, so I, I haven't been able to do a lot of things. I have 15 tasks that I was tasked to do by Friday before we leave because we're leaving to go out of town. Mm. I've gotten three done. And the three mm. are cutting the grass, washing the clothes, and Skylar's birthday. That's it. That's just the three out of the 15. Promotions, I haven't recorded any videos for TikTok or anything. I think last night after I recorded Young Black and Bother, I went on TikTok and I did one of those like those music things where you move your head to like who's going to win, who's going to lose. That's not promotion for me. So I haven't done any promotion for Young Black and Bother, for Sports Dust, for Loudmouth. And it's eating me out because I told Shannon, I was like, I, pers- I made a personal page on Instagram and TikTok so I can cross promote everything as we go. I've not been able to do that. And I'm, I'm going to get on it uh, officially, like after the show, I'm on it. But, you know, I just wanted to say that verbally to Shan and for the people who are listening, I'll get, you know, into that later. My last little thing for the shooting the shit is the Apple Podcast app. Um, the one thing I did find myself doing over the weekend was cleaning out the podcast out of my podcast feed, right? Because there are a lot of them that were dead, a lot of them didn't work. Mm-hmm. And the Apple Podcast app is still one of the worst podcast apps I've ever used. Um, and, and you'll understand why. 
um, I made a critical mistake of opening the podcast app on my MacBook, and they sync. Shan, I had fucking yes. Shows from, like you got to delete it. You got to like back I'm, out of it. I I was so long. Like my computer just froze for like thirty minutes because I couldn't I couldn't use anything. There were shows from twenty sixteen. Shan, I was like, what happened? Like what what is going on? And as a podcaster, you know how imperative it is to like keep up to date with the own, you know, the podcast you follow on your own, right? But Apple's podcast app is one of the few that I absolutely despise and I hate. I tell people I'll use Overcast and I'll use Pocket Cast. Those are the only two, right? <coughs> Excuse me. But with Apple Podcasts, the moment I opened up my fucking MacBook and I clicked it, because I was like, okay, maybe what I'll do is if I click it, I can just automatically just toggle the podcasts I no longer listen to or the ones I no longer care about. It decided on its own it was going to show me everything from 2016. And then shit got worse, Shan, because I opened up the Apple app as well. Because I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll open them both up. And, you know, you have the syncing through iCloud, right? Doing this not only made it 15 times worse, Shan, I was up to date on Apple Podcasts at least from 2022. Because I do this every year. I just go through and just, like, follow everything I don't like. But when I went to the iCloud sync, it fucked up everything to the point where it brought all those shows back from the MacBook app no. to the iP- So there were shows that have not done podcast in like years. Like some shows, I don't even want to name them. That I don't even think they're shows anymore. Like they don't even have a feed. When you go to it, it just it doesn't. How can I put it? It, it doesn't even try to like refresh them anymore. But the issue with this, and the reason why I tell people the podcast app is garbage, is because if you listen to a podcast and they just stop, like, doing an episode, they're still pulling, like, they're still trying to refresh that. But the more podcasts you subscribe to, it slows down the app. It's like putting clothes in a washing machine. The more you put in it, like, yeah, something might not get clean because there's too much shit in it, right? The Apple Podcast app does that. And as somebody who... When I look at the analytics on Red Circle, 86% of the people who listen to at least Young, Black, and Bother are using Apple Podcasts. And I'm, it frustrates me because it's like, how? How the fuck do you do that? Like, how? Right? And the, the moral of the story for me is don't use that fucking app. Like, avoid that shit like the plague. Um, I think iOS 17, they have some new updates to it, but it's, they're not good. They're just not good. Find any other app to listen to our podcast on. But still leave a review for Loudmouth Stereo before she gets it for Young Black and Bo- Like all of our shows, specifically like Loudmouth Stereo, do that. Um, and one, one last thing when it comes to Loudmouth Stereo is with Apple Podcasts, again, sometimes it will do the artwork wrong. Like it'll have like our static artwork. And then sometimes it'll have like if we have like episodic like, you know, artwork, it'll... Mm-hmm change it to that and again i don't know what it is i'm going to contact apple oh, at some point when i'm app. that's a new update so let's say <laughs> if let's say if i did like specific art for mm-hmm. that episode now it'll show the specific art for that episode yeah um if it's just like the regular main episode art mm-hmm. it'll show that but when i look at my numbers now apple used to be first 
right now Amazon is first. I don't know who mm-hmm. the hell is on Amazon downloading my episodes, but it's by the thousands for the yeah. last two. Yes. Days. Yes. Let me, let me just, I know we, we got to get into the show. I'm going to just say this really quick because I was just talking to them about it. We had the meeting and I was telling them, I was like, in the month uh, between May the 1st and August 1st, we had 15.4K download. And I was like, I was like, where the fuck did these numbers come from? Like, when I look at like our thing or whatever, just for like 2023, right? We would average about like two to like between like 2,000 and 2,400 a month from like January going forward. And mind you, we haven't had shows often this year, right? And I haven't posted the loudmouth ones. I'm like, okay, where are these listens coming from, right? But then when I looked at April from the point where I lost the job until August, I was like, okay, the, the number took that dip. But for some reason, last month, I don't know if just people decided they wanted to listen to like the podcast again. This shit shot up. And I was like, okay, where's the listens coming from? And shout out to Red Circle. It tells you where it's coming from, but it doesn't give me the, you know, the complete geographical location or region. It just says, okay, U.S. is listening. U.K. is listening. Um, There's some, like, republic. Not Dominican, but it's like another republic. It's like, who are they? And why why are they listening? Like, are the feds on? Like, are they on our case or something? Like, what is going on? But, again... I'm very appreciative of the fact that people do listen to all of our shows, especially Loudmouth. I just personally wish, and this is the last time I'm going to say it for at least a month, is I I want, uh, not Red Circle, um, Stereo to kind of like fix the the wheel. I, I need them to fix the wheel again because right now it's real squeaky and it's, it's ruining my morale when it comes to actually recording. I don't want to go back to the days where I have to go get on Zoom get on Google Meet or something like that in order to record. This is very fluid, and having that live audience matters so much. So for anybody who is listening to the show like on Apple Podcasts, if you could, feel free to at, at Stereo, <coughs> excuse me, to at them about honestly just making the app better. And if you can't, or, you know, if you can't do that, just come on the show live and voice your opinions in because – that gives us more content for the show that stereo I know for a fact listens to because the one thing they do do is randomly join rooms just to listen and make sure that we're not saying anything disrespectful to them. And I'm always saying something disrespectful, you know, disrespectful <laughs> to them. So there's well, he that. Didn't, he didn't catch us at the beginning. Yep. I, I tell them like, hey, if you just come in for the first five minutes, then you won't hear me talking my shit. So there's that. But that's everything that's been up to me though. What about you? Uh, work, um, fucking bills. I need, I need money. I need like, I need like an extra 1300 coming in from Mm -hmm. outer space. I don't know what the aliens got in their pockets, but I need that. Um, it's just like, I'm not, I gotta, I gotta stay optimistic right now. It's looking like I gotta, I gotta like pat my head each week I get through mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. it's like the demand of where you're needed doesn't go away. Um, how you gonna get there doesn't go away. How you gonna take care of this while you're over here doesn't go away, and it's just like I cannot 
keep doing this hustle, 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 and I don't feel like I'm getting above anything. Um, so it's annoying right now, but I'm pushing through. Uh, as far as like podcasting goes, it's going really good. Um, I have mm-hmm. a full fucking August. When I say full, mm. full fucking August, I only have like nine days where I'm not recording. Sheesh. And that's and that's like a maybe. Um including Sundays. <laughs> so Damn. I just like ooh, I'm packing it in. Um She Gets It Pod, uh season twenty is gonna be done next month. Uh Cozy Wound is gonna be done next month. Um, and I'm just like really just piling it in because mm-hmm. this next season is going to be another duo. So it's going to be a throuple, um, for pods, um, with the new season coming up. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just preparing for that. I'm excited. Um, I'm ready for fall. I'm tired of hot titties. Um, yes, that's it. Mm. Okay. Well, I don't have titties, but I, it is hot. I will, <laughs> I will say that it is fucking hot. Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the summer, even though it feels like the summer is just like breezing right on by. I am enjoying yeah. it though. Yeah, it is breezing by. I'm very like, oh my god, what the hell is gonna happen this fall winter? Um, because if people were struggling like this in summer and spring mm-hmm. fall winter is about to be horrendous right. fall winter is about to be like even if you don't have a weapon act like you got a weapon just to mm-hmm. stay safe because people really don't have it and then we're about to get into those desperate months of like it's cold i needed somewhere to stay I didn't have nothing else to do. I needed something to eat. I didn't want to do what I did, but I had to. Um, I can't afford to fix my water heater. Pipes mm-hmm. bursting. People not having extra money. I was just talking to Paco about this because he's a plumber. I'm just like, you are you ready for this season? And he was like, yeah. I was like, are you ready for these people that need you but don't have no fucking money? <laughs> He was like, they already complaining about my prices right now. I said, yeah, it's crazy. Like, and that's the part of this wage gap. That's a part of this minimum wage and people being so unemployed right now that society's not understanding. If you're pinching the people that want to work and can't work and used to be able to work, they're going to have to pinch the people around them to get what they need. And so even though you're not directly harming um, people with businesses, people with with, uh, families, people with priorities, you're Mm -hmm. harming them indirectly with other people who have fucking needs and have no resources, have no help, have no income, and they going to do whatever they need to do to get. Facts. So I'm just mentally preparing. Um, I hate adult brains to the point of like, instead of you enjoy your day, you have to be like, oh my God, what's today? Is something due today? Do I have to be somewhere today? 
Like, I was really sitting at my desk today, like, Chantal, I think you need a day to yourself. You haven't had one in a couple of months. And I'm just like, I know, but they took out oh, so much of my PTO. PTO. I'm like, God, this is echoey. Echoey. Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Why am I Why am I echoing? Great, great. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. All right, so we basically did catch up. Whatever we did. Um, okay, so my point of doing this episode, um, transactional lovers, you could change the topic if you want to, or you can keep it the same, um, uh, is because there's a lot of people having tra- transactional, transactional relationships, right? That's what I call them. And the, how I break it down is like, if it works for you and another person, um, and y'all don't want more out of it or a future with it being more, then it's fine. Um, and it's really like, I do this, you give me this. You know, I um, get this, I give you this. It's basically performing for money or goods. And if you really break down a lot of these relationships that people brag about having, it's, I only talk to him for money or um, I don't have to pay no bills when I'm with him or she treats me like this. That's why I'm with her. Or um, they, uh, when, when they come over here, I ain't got to cook. I ain't got to clean. Uh, I just come home. I get like this girlfriend treatment or this boyfriend treatment. And then he goes home and I don't see him for weeks and it's fine. And I don't worry about where he at. I don't worry about who he with. I don't ask no questions. I don't have to meet no family. And my thing is jobs, we understand are transactional. We hired you for this. This is what you do. We pay you this. If your relationship or your friendship, because friendships can be like this also, is pertaining to what you do in order to get something, um, the expectation for you to give them attention and I'll do this, or you make me feel special and if I'm in the city, you don't got to pay to come in clubs or you don't have to pay to come in concerts because I work like the music board. I don't know. And it, it makes consideration be transactional. And when people are trying to be genuine, it makes it hard for people to be genuine and give people things or do nice things for people when they're so used to shit being transactional. So a lot of times you might want to do something nice for somebody and just like, why are you doing this nice thing for me? What you want? You must want something. 
And that's the fucked up part. The fucked up part is if you meet the wrong person, they might be so used to transactional relationships that they don't know a genuine person when they meet one that they automatically assume you're doing it to get something out of them or you're being sneaky or you have like some alternative thing that you're trying to do. And it makes people who are genuine feel like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to just be a dickhead or I'm going to just be a bitch because it seems that's what you like. It's not that they like that. It's like they haven't seen anything different. So I have three questions tonight. My first question is, why are relationships today so transactional? My second question is, are transactional relationships toxic? And my third question is, are transactional relationships to blame for bad communication with people? So let's go. First question for you. Uh, first of all, like, how do you feel about transactional relationships, Greg? Well, to keep it real brief, I, I feel like not only do they exist, I think a lot of relationships now are just that way in nature. Um, mm-hmm. Not just per, like dating relationships, just all relationships are becoming transactional. They they weren't always this way, but mm-hmm. it just feels as though like as of recent, that has just definitely been a thing where it's like, yeah, and there has to be a reason or a cause for why you want this relationship. So that's my answer to it. Okay. So the question is, um, why are relationships today so transactional? In my mm-hmm. opinion... I think they're like that because they're just easier to control and work with. Yep. So it's like, it's clear details. It's like, we had a meeting already about this. Why are we revisiting it? Um, mm-hmm. there's, it's no more, no less. It's come and go. Um, you establish emotionalist boundaries. And let me explain that. Meaning... I treat you like this. You know this is going to be the treatment. Don't cry to me or give me attitude or complain about why you don't do this for me or why we can't hold hands or how come you don't sleep over or how come you never invite me to meet your family because this is what we agreed to. You don't do or get anything that's not in this box. And I think the relationships that are transactional, they have one purpose. Maybe it might be sex. Maybe it might be company. Maybe it might be you make my life easier. I might make you feel special every once in a while. Um, And eventually, some people grow out of that. And they want more with the person. They want someone that wants them for real. And they want something genuine. And then you have a person that never grows out of that. They are the ones that meet someone who really likes them and they don't know how to receive it because every relationship they've had has been very transactional. It has been very much, this is the agreement and we both know this is not long-term. And emotional-wise, it's less to lose. There's no way for you to have your heart broken when you know this is a dead end. There's no way for you to be upset when you get to the end of this road 
and you learn you gotta bust a U-turn or you gotta uh, do a three-point turn to come out of it. So you can't complain about shit. You can't have regrets about shit. Um, you can't uh, try to ruin my name in the streets about shit because this is what it is. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I just think when it comes to just that portion of it, a lot of people haven't just come to terms with the fact that a, a lot of things when we talk about transactions aren't just like monetary. It's, it's just like, what have you done for me lately? And what will you do for me when you when you give yourself to me and vice versa? So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like find like the, the right wording for it. But let me just come back to me because I, I had it right there. So just come, mm -hmm. back to me. come back to me. That's what he said. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, and you know, I am speaking romantically, but some friendships are transactional. Some friendships are, you know, we, I, somebody's way more lonely or bored and they have this person that they know they don't like to be around a lot of people. And whenever they want to do something fun, they'd be like, hey, you want to go do X, Y, and Z? I'm paying. And they'd be like, all right, I'm coming. And then you do want to go out to eat? You hungry? I want to go to this such a spot. Well, I ain't got no money. Don't worry about it. I'm paying. And then that person that's always paying catches on and be like, how come this person never call me and want to go somewhere with me? Or how come this person never... Um, want to go somewhere and eat and they pick pick up the bill this time why am i the the one that had to go pick them up take them where i wanted to go eat pay for them uh they come to my house then i then when they want to leave i gotta take them back in my car drop them off and drive back home when they have a car but they never offer and a lot of times some people trip and fall into transactional friendships and transactional relationships, and they think that's normal. It's not normal, but when you don't establish things, when you don't say things up front, the relationship can become a habit. And then because you're an adult, you could have stopped it if you wanted to. Yep. And because I'm an adult, I'm choosing to allow somebody to do these things for me or I'm allowing someone to get these things from me. So I can't blame them because if I really had a problem, all I had to do is speak the fuck up. Yeah. But there are some people who are users. Uh, everybody knows Fact. my friend, that motherfucker is a user. And I've told him, like, I haven't hung out with him in a few weeks for that very fucking reason. Um, and it's the difference between a user and somebody who's doing a transaction like transactions in my opinion work both ways like you're giving and that person has it's adding value to another person some people you're only adding value to they're not giving you shit they're just like all right cool like th this is just what it is and the only reason i speak on this is because of the fact that like i've told this person and they know it and they've never been called to the table about it until i brought it up um when you go and you have people like you said shan who when you want to hang out like when you want to hang out they're never available or they you know they're always they're already doing what they're doing right mm -hmm. i've seen this so much <coughs> excuse me and the reason why i say it's using is because they know they're doing it 
and they know they're not going to change it. That's yes. not a transaction. That's behavioral. Like that. That's just a behavior that I'm trying to find the right terminology for. But I'll just say behavioral. Like they know what they're doing, and they don't intend on changing it. And even after they call to the table about it, it's not going to change because you already gave to them anyway. So why are you now complaining about giving when you've been doing it this entire time? The best course of right. action for me. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I know you about to say something. No, right, but that doesn't justify that shit, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, but the thing, they don't, they don't want justification at all. Like, they're used to it. Like, if somebody was getting, like, I, I'll give it, like, in a romantic sense, right? Like, if you're going and you're, you're, you're fucking somebody, right? You're fucking this person over time, you're going to want things because things start to evolve. You know, like, you're giving yourself to this person, you're doing all these things for this person, but this person's like, okay, it's just a sex thing because... That's what they're used to. That's what you've been given all this time, right? Mm-hmm. They don't see the the major point is some things will have to change, but the moment you want to change, they hate that shit. And the reason why they hate that shit is because it's new. It's something that is going to change what makes them happy. And the issue with making them happy is you have to continue to make them happy or else they get bored. And that's where the transaction comes in. Once you start asking for things and you want to be happy as well, they don't care. They, they don't want that. That's why when somebody brings up, oh, you know, transactional and like this relationship, there's a transaction. I ask, well, what are you bringing? Like what, like what is the transaction you're giving? Like if you're just giving dick to somebody, then that's not a transaction. It's like, okay, you're getting more pleasure out of that than the person is, right? You know, so to speak. And then just like regular friendships, if we just go to that like vein, right? There are a lot of friends that are friends when it's convenient for them. I've had friends, and I still have friends to this day, where, like, we don't see each other all the time, but we're there for each other's things. It's like, okay, cool. Like, you come into the birthday party. You come into the cookout. You come into this and stuff like that. That's a, I feel like that's a positive transaction because one party isn't using the other. But there are friendship circumstances where it's like, okay, you're going to continually, like, do for me, but I'm never going to be available for you. And... Well, I say never, like, yeah, they'll, they'll come around, but there has to be an ask for it. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll go out with you, but are you buying the drinks tonight? Or, hey, are we going to dinner? Or, hey, can I come stay at your house and things like that? That's not a transaction. That's using. It, it personally makes me mad when I see it because it's happened to me. So I've seen other people talking about it on Twitter, social media. And, and then just in, like, real life, we were talking about this on Saturday. It's like, do you want to be around these people? Are these people likable? And how do you end that transaction? Like, how do you end that cycle of, you know, enough's enough. Like, I'm tired of being a transaction to you. I'm tired of, you know, we do for you, you don't do for us. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the answer is. Like, people will say, oh, just walk away from it. How do you walk away from something that you've been doing for so long because you care about the people and the person, but you just don't care about their behavior? And all you want them to do is just simply change the behavior it shouldn't be a tall ask but it's like the most difficult fucking thing to do so i'll just shut up there mm. play this message. <sighs> <sighs> fucking children um i just feel like this is t- it really depends on the personality of the person like are you a person that feels like if you know somebody for a long time you owe them shit are you somebody that doesn't feel like 
no matter how long you know somebody, you owe them the courtesy of not bringing the problem up. And, and I say this because I've had long friendships. I've had friendships that were like waves of shit where they, I've seen them in the good. I've seen them in the bad. I've seen them get through it. I've seen them come out sunny side up. Um, and they expect for you to cater to their side of it, no matter if they're wrong. Um, because whenever we you wanted to do something fun, I did this for you. Whenever you needed help, I did this for you. Whenever it was this going on, I came down and I did this. It's not that I don't appreciate those things, but don't use those things as leverage for me to not call you out when you're in the wrong. Don't okay. use the, those good things that you did for me that were supposed to be genuine as investments into me shutting the fuck up. And that's where I have a problem with people who do nice gestures is like, are you adding seasonings into the pot before you turn it on and cook me? Or, or are you just making sure I have what I need because you're a decent person? And it's, it, when, when life happens and you reach a point where it's this random argument or this random issue, all of that shit comes to light on what that intention was for. Like, why were you doing those things? A lot of times you can find it that it comes out in an argument and the person who's upset at you because you have the nerve to bring up how they were fucked up they'd be like so you own just let everything that i've ever done for you be based on this one thing right now so you're just gonna forget all the good shit so all, when you think of me this is what you think about right now all of those da -da -da, and they start listing shit and my thing is this, when I'm genuine to a person, I don't need to list shit and I don't need to remind them what I've done. If that's how you maneuver and that's how you have friendships and relationships where you got to throw everything good that you did in someone's face because you don't want to be accountable for your bullshit at this moment, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to be in a relationship with you because being in a relationship is being able to be willing to see your wrong and um willing to share how you're right willing to I explain see. to someone to understand why what you're saying is correct not and demand just take my word for it don't question me and that right there is the difference between transactional friendships and guilt like mm. you, you can call it what you is i'm going to call it guilt because there are a lot of people who feel guilty about ending friendships and relationships because of what, what you've built together. It, it, it feels hard to kind of, I'm trying to, like, what's, what's the best way of putting this? You ever, like, go on a long trip and then you come home and you got to unpack? And you're like, damn, why do, I, why do I have to unpack right now? I just, I'll keep putting it off. Like, I'm, I'm a serial person when it comes to doing that. I, I always unpack. I put everything no, I, in the laundry. 
I, like, but his like, I'll go and I'll, I'll wash the clothes before like we leave, and then I'll get home. Like we left, for example, like July, we went out of town for the Fourth of July. My suitcase is still packed with the clothes in it, right? Okay. But yeah, and again, we're going out of town, so now I'm repacking shit. But getting back to the thing, when it comes to like the guilt versus the transactions, like there are a lot of friendships that are really built on guilt. Because like, yo, I've known this person so long, like, I don't want to learn new people. I don't want to lose this friendship. Some friendships you have to lose because you're not growing. You're, 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 not, you're not that person you were when you first started talking to that person or when you first started being friends with that person. And yeah, y'all can still be cool. I think people think you can't like peacefully and amicably like just end friendships. And I think people think end is like the finale. Like, no, you can distance yourself from a person. They can still be in your life, just not to the magnitude that they were. And that's the guilt. The guilt is you've had so many transactions with this person. You've got all these stories. You know, they know your dirt. You know their dirt. So it's like, I can't let that person go. Like, but you, you know what I mean, right? It's like, dang, yeah. like, if, you know, when you see people, when I see people falling out, I'm like, yeah. They falling out on Twitter. They falling out, and all of a sudden they're scared because that person all they dirt. Well, if that person was your friend to begin with, they know for a fact that your dirt is their dirt, and you hold that shit in. Like that's just a forever thing. That's, there's no disrespect in that, but there are a lot of people who feel guilt about honestly just presenting what's wrong in their relationships and their friendships to the root cause of that shit. It's hard to tell your your friends and your partners that. They're the problem. And I, I know that sounds really fucked up to say, but it's the truth. I've seen people, they go to therapists, they talk to their coworkers, they talk to anybody who will listen about all the problems, but they won't go talk to that person. And that, right, that communication, that talk is the transaction. You do transactions about every fucking thing else, but you won't have that talk. Uh, again, my last little statement, and I'll, I'll let you get it back, Shan, is when I told you about the old podcast group, like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just use it as an example like that was a transactional like thing it went from you know a friend trying to do a favor for friends and you know just having camaraderie and stuff like that to transactional well, what is it going to get me what do i get it's like oh you get time with your friends you get that but what they're thinking is how can i get on how can i do that how can I do that it's a transaction at the end of the day so <clears throat> excuse me i felt guilty because i was like yo, like I don't want to ruin friendships because, you know, we've known each other this long and we've been thick as thieves, we've been friends. It's like, no, you don't have to end the friendship. You just got to end whatever's going on right now. They can still be in your life. They can still be around. Outside of that, though, it's fucked them. So, you know, again... Some people can't, some people can't separate that shit, though. Yeah, but the, the reason why, it, it's always the person who's not guilty in the shit, though. Like yeah. the people who can't who, who can't get over it or can't get past it, they're holding on to some shit because it's like, yo, like I don't want to lose that friend. It's like, yo, more times than not, you already lost that person. It's like if you lose your wallet, like that, you can't make transactions because your fucking wallet's gone. You got to go get a new fucking wallet. You got to get a new car. You got to get, I, I, you know, ID and all this other shit because of the fact that you have to start anew. And somebody will say, oh well, well why start anew? Why get new friends and stuff like that? I'm like. Well, if you do that, then you'll learn the error in your ways from the people that you've had all these, you know, all these years. Relationships, you know, going to that, and I promise I'll shut up. 
people are, you know, they'll be fucking on their exes. They'll be, you know, dealing with people from the past or dealing with somebody that's like, you know what? That's my comfort zone. That's what, you know, I like it. That's what I'm used to. So why move past it? Why pivot from it? And sometimes like, well, if you don't pivot, you're going to be stuck in the same situation. It's, it's almost like your Google Maps is telling you that this is the quicker route. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to just sit in traffic. What's the, what is the fucking point? Like you're, you're not doing what's going to be, you know, better for you. You're doing what you think is going to be better for the other people in the car, even though they're not driving. They don't realize th- that shorter route is going to save two hours, but you're like, you know what? Let's just sit in eight, you know, in eight hour traffic together because guess what? As long as we're together, it's not right. It's not cool. I just, I'm just not a fan of it. So I'll shut up there. Hmm. Okay. Good stuff. Next question. Do you think transactional relationships are toxic? And before you answer, um, think about our great grandparents' relationships. I think at that time, for their time, it was normal for a marriage to be transactional. It was like this, um, I like this girl or I like this guy. We go out on dates for a couple of years. Um, we're courting each other. Then we get engaged and that's a whole nother year. That shit did not exist. It was the neighbor, you know, down the road, two miles has a daughter. She's kind of around my age or she's 12 years younger than me. I have uh, this farm or I have this land and I want to trade. Uh, I want to give uh, him a goat for his daughter and I'm going to have a family with her. And I don't know what she like. I don't know her dislikes, but that doesn't matter because I'm a man and she's a woman, right? That type of tra- transactional shit was of that time. I think a lot of people keep bringing up their parents relationship how their parents was together for 50 years 70 years and their grandparents were together and i want to find someone today and be together with them for that long now people don't want to pick up the uh pros and cons of the people of today and i feel like it's fucking unfair because we're not living in yesterday we're living in today this is what's on my plate as a woman that's what's on your plate as a man there are things that men never had to tap into years, centuries ago that they have to tap into now that I think yep. a lot of men are pushing back on out of their um, pride or ego. And I don't mm-hmm. understand why they can't see that's not how relationships work anymore. You have yep. to have empathy. You can't just work, bring home money, and me shut the fuck up. Yep. Yeah, um, I can be really brief. I, I really mean it this time. People in general want to be traditional when it's convenient for them. And when yeah. I say traditional, they're like, okay, well, my parents did that. But if you ask them a simple question of, are your parents still together? The answer is no, more, more likely than not. Why aren't they together? Because that person was doing for that person for so long, they forgot what the person that they were with was doing for them. And that happens in not just relationships, but friendships as well. People forget the the reason why y'all are together, the reason why it works. The reason why it works is because 
it's a, a tandem thing. So yeah, your dad might have had three jobs and, you know, he had to go and do all the things while your mom stayed home and took care of you. But when you were at school, when you're at daycare, when you're doing all these things, you know what she was doing for her, she was doing for the house as well. So everybody has responsibilities. So when people talk like transactions and things like that, or how they want to be traditional, it's like, what is tradition for you? Because everyone I've seen make that argument about tradition don't live in traditional households or don't want to be traditional in relationships don't want to be traditional in friendships <coughs> excuse me and the reason why i say that is because i feel like it's one of those like arbitrary terms people throw out because it's like okay they'll know what i mean by saying traditional or it's so open-ended was you can say traditional and it's just interpretive it, it can't work that way i've heard men say i want a traditional woman what's a traditional woman right and there's no there's no definitive answer they just want to say, I want, you know, I'm trying to think of it. They want to say, without saying, I want a traditional woman is translate, you know, translated to, I want a woman that my mom and my parents are going to approve of. I can bring her around other women and she's not going to act out of character. She's not going to be, you know, the, the, the city girl or some shit like that. I just need somebody traditional. But the issue is, what are you doing to get that tradition or keep that tradition? Because if you out here, and I don't want to do like the bullshit of, oh, well, you can't change a tire, you can't do that. You don't know your gender role. Now, somebody's going to be like, oh, great, what, what, what are the gender roles? I'm like, yo, it, it's not an argument. There are gender roles. And I, I really wish people would just get to the grassroots <laughs> of that. But it, it's really that I'm not going to go into no long like thing about it gender roles like shannon i talked about this too with blue in the face and i know people hate it they're like well aren't genders like you know genders a spectrum and this i'm like no mm -mm. y'all just saved that that 2019 <laughs> bullshit that y'all spewed out and now you disagree with like i posted a thing on instagram today where the dude was like the the don'ts like what men aren't supposed to do and shit like that and women do it too but it's like okay like this is what a guy told me I'm not supposed to do. And a man's like, well, this is what a woman told me not to do. And none of this shit is tr traditional. It's just some shit they heard somebody else doesn't like that all of a sudden you're not supposed to like because the masses don't like it. Can you imagine if, um, I'm not trying to think of like an old name, like if a, if a Sue and a Brenda, right? So Sue and Brenda next door neighbors, right? So Sue and Brenda have husbands, but Sue husband, He's a carpenter, right? Hard worker, but got three jobs and stuff like that. But then you got Brenda's husband, stay at home, you know, but you know what? She's happy. Sue can't go to Brenda and be like, oh, yeah, well, your husband don't do that. Well, that's not traditional. Like, it's traditional to her. Just what happens in your house don't mean it, you know, it applies everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, going back to those gender roles, I feel like we've gotten out of touch with what not just a relationship is or what gender roles are. It's more so everybody wants a, a duo. They want a person who just checks all the boxes. If you were to find somebody who checks all the boxes, I guarantee you, you wouldn't want them. I can mm. guarantee fucking to you. And I'm, I'm speaking just relationships here. We can do friendships as well. I can guarantee it's going to be the same thing. It's across the board. If you had somebody, you like, you know what? I want this person who does this. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. The moment you get them, you're not going to want them because it's like, wait a minute, I'm too happy. There are a lot of people who just honestly, they haven't experienced enough happiness to be like, you know what? They can sit in it. 
there's a whole fucking movie waiting to exhale. <laughs> like, they, they, all they wanted was happiness. And the moment they got happiness, you know what? Most of them fucked the shit up. And if they didn't fuck it up, the person fucked it up. And the reason why the person fucked it up is because it's like, I'm trying for you. I'm doing what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I'm doing all the things you said you wanted. Guess what? It ain't enough. There are going to be some people who are just that way. And I feel as though it's gender roles. If we can just get back to, okay, you as a woman, me as a man, here are the responsibilities that you told me you want. Here are the responsibilities as a man that I'm asking you as my woman, what you, you know, what I want. Just simply just asking. You can create a fucking Venn diagram if you want to. Take a notepad, post-it note, just write these things down. And just evaluate that relationship at the end of the year. Spend, spend that time to actually sit down and figure out what your role in the relationship is. Both relationships and friendships. Because I feel like it should start there. If you can't be friends with the person, you shouldn't be in a relationship with them. It's, it's really that simple. But, <clears throat> excuse me, there are a lot of people who are just like, you know what? Like, Greg, like, I just don't believe in the, the gender roles. Like, you, you don't believe in the gender roles, but you believe a man should spend $150 on the first date. <laughs> Why? Or, you, you know, you believe that women should allow men to be men, but she has to put out on the first date. She has to look a certain way. She has to be a certain way. She can't be fat. She can't be skinny. She can't be thin. She's just got to be the perfect mix of everything, right? Well, nobody's perfect. And again, this is all interpretive, but I feel like society's way of trying to bridge the gap between genders where it's like everybody's all encompassing. It's like, oh yeah, you can be a man, but you can't be emotional because that's not what men do. And yeah. women are supposed to be these soft-spoken um, people, but they can't be city girls. They can't just go out and have a, a girl's night and stuff like that, because that's not what traditional women do. Well, the last thing I'm going to say about the traditional women, because I want to just bring that right back, and I'm going to give it to Shane. All the traditional people that we think that we want to be like are the same people y'all said y'all didn't want to be like. Mm. Everybody, it's just, it's just a fact. Oh, yeah, you know what? I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to go back to that type of society. I don't want to live that way. Women deserve more. Men deserve less or more, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, but this is what you want. You want tradition. The, the worst thing that I can think of with tradition is you can't have change by continuously and perpetually going back to tradition. At some point, you have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. You have to create a new tradition because... Sometimes some old traditions are bullshit and they didn't work. That's why yeah. you are as fucked up as you are. So I'm not exactly. talking about you, Shane. I'm saying in general, but that, that's my spill on it. <laughs> that's very true. So when it comes to like, if it's toxic, if transactional relationships are toxic, I say it's only toxic if one person is lying about what they really want. If they're acting like a girlfriend, but they don't want to be a girlfriend. Or, you know, they get surprised when the man wants wants her to meet his family and she's like, I thought we were just fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew that you only wanted to be portrayed as this, but you were letting it go unsaid because you were comfortable. But when someone catches more feelings and you don't establish the ground rules by speaking up, then you have like this weird attitude or you're acting weird to the person because everything you've been doing up until till now has been girlfriend shit. And I feel like more men get away with the boyfriend treatment than they meet a person 
somewhere else that they really want for real while giving this other girl over here boyfriend treatment and then when he wants to break off and really be in a relationship for real he wondering why this bitch is like following him coming to his job keying his car showing up at his mom's house and it's not because she couldn't handle what you wanted it's because you portrayed it to be something that it wasn't you were being dishonest and now she is portrayed as this crazy girl that won't stop showing up and stalking him when it's because you weren't being honest about what this was and you have the audacity to be like oh i got a girlfriend now it's it's wild what's up brianna that that right there like i, I don't want to cut you off i know i know you 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 on a roll i'll just say this like i said it before sit down with the person first and like in full detail, just go over first your traumas of the shit that happened to you before so they can already know, so they can already be prepared. And secondly, go through the things that you want and desire and the things that are non-negotiable. Thank you so much for checking out this show. This is Live Out Stereo podcast with greg and shan and if you would like to get your own merch to show the people that you love this show you can check out loudmouth stereo shop with teespring and order your merch get it shipped right to your door or you could gift it to somebody and that's how you can support us on the show or even better yet just a click away leave a review peace like if, if you can just go friendship wise and relationship wise with that then yes, like it, it's going to work out because here's what I see happening. You will weed out the people who never had the intention of what you want and what you desire because they won't have that conversation with you. They're not going to sit down and be like, you know what? They've already told me this. And I, I know this to be true because I used to have to do this. Like those water week conversations. Remember, we talked about this before, Shannon, last them. year. Yo. I don't, I've never had to do the water week conversations because I made my presence known at the beginning. So six months, eight months down the road and you're trying to figure out what are we? It's like, no, we had this discussion. We talked about it. We communicated. If people can't communicate at the beginning, you're not going to last to the end. It's, it's really that simple. I'm going to shut up because Shane, you, you were going off. Go ahead. I just feel like people are not just crazy just to be crazy. Something has happened to them or someone has done something and they're reacting. Like for me, a lot of people be like, you know what, Cheyenne, I can't imagine you mad or upset or pissed off. And it's because I lay everything out simple and plain of what I'm accepting, what I'm going to do and what I'm not with. The only time I flick and I, you see another side of me is when someone is blatantly disrespecting me or putting me into a position to look like I agreed to do something for them and I didn't. That's when I get pissed off. The same thing happens when people are playing with other people's time or people are portraying to be in a relationship or be a fiance or be in a marriage. When you play with people, people react. They're not crazy for anything. Anytime you're talking to somebody and be like, oh, 
I don't know who that is. It's just some crazy person or um, they just can't get over it. Da, da, da. No. And I don't respect people who have past relationships or past dealings with people and they don't leave that shit clean. And leaving that shit clean sometimes means changing your number. Leaving that shit clean sometimes means directly talking to this person and being open with this person and honest with this person so that shit can be like completely done. People overlap relationships out of comfort. People overlap relationships not fully being finished with this person all the way, stepping into this new person all the way to feel them out to see if they can easily walk over there and it's a breeze. A lot of men do not want to break up with a person who was basically doing wife shit, go back to doing things solo on their own and living by themselves because they're so used to this comfort treatment. So they play defense. And then when they feel like, oh, she's for sure for me, I'ma just come over here and be comfy and act like we were comfy the whole time. No, you were just living with another woman last week or last month. Or you completely leave your mom's house where you were living and you move in with another woman that you're still trying to feel out, but you're giving her the idea like you're all in and you're really just like 15% in. You just don't want to get your own apartment. It's very important for people to be by themselves when they leave codependency and codependency could be your dad's house your mom's house living with your brother living with your sister um being in a relationship or dating living by yourself and the other person living by themselves and y'all see okay this is a pro for me this is a con for me and then y'all develop a relationship and if y'all do want to do that dumb shit of moving in and not being married and playing house then y'all do that but I don't like this one foot in somebody else's shit, another foot in somebody else's shit, and you just end this relationship. Because, mm. because you really have the question, okay, are, are you going to be mad that we aren't going to be more? Are you going to be mad when I break up with you? Are you mad because um, we, I don't want to become something serious and you want to become something serious? Um, mm-hmm. And are you trying to force me to be okay with your bullshit? Yes. You you said something, and I'm not trying to cut you off. Again, really briefly, a lot of you motherfuckers need to be alone in order to figure out what the fuck you want. And y'all, y'all don't do it. You, you just don't do it. I, I've seen too many people go from relationship to relationship to relationship to the talking phase to the we just fucking to the, well, I stopped fucking him, so I'm fucking this person. You need to learn to be alone in order to figure out why you're alone. That's yes. a fucking bar right there. That is a fucking bar. I need to clip that. Fuck that. <laughs> that yeah, that, that's a goddamn clip right there. But the reason why the reason why I say that is every person I see that does what I what I'm talking about, about like not being alone and not being able to honestly sit in themselves in order to figure out what the problem is, everybody else is the problem. When you ask them, well, why didn't your last relationship work? Oh, well, they didn't, or I just didn't understand. Okay, so we know now it's you. Because everybody else is to blame perpetually, but you are always the innocent party. 
I hear all the time, oh, well, this person was a narcissist and this person was that. It's like, well, what the fuck did you do? Because there's no reason you just, you know, continue to be single. You, you manage to sell yourself properly. But then the moment, the moment shit don't go well, you end it or they end it and they're gone. And then in a few weeks, you be like, oh, I'm talking to somebody new. Have you sat down and just honestly say, you know what? It's me. I've been single. I'm not saying go the whole, the gamut that, you know, some people do. Oh, well, I'm going to be celibate for three years. Like, don't, don't be that fucking extreme. What I'm saying <laughs> is going and saying, you know what? I took some time to reevaluate me and honestly enjoy being single to learn that, you know what? I like different things. Because there are a lot of people who, the reason why they like certain shit is because the person they were with liked that shit. So they kind of adopted the liking to that shit. There was, you know, my ex-girlfriend from college, like, she's, I think we talked about her before, shout out to her, um, I know, I know she listens to the show, so I ain't trying to be disrespectful, but, like, when her and I, like, broke up, she ended up with this dude or whatever, and she, and, you know, dude likes motorcycles and bikes and all this other stuff, she likes motorcycles and bikes, but I know that's one of those things where she adopted that, because that's who she was with, like, for me, yeah. like, we, like, I just feel like you, you have to be able to honestly slow down, sit back, kick back, and be like, you know what? Let me, for a couple weeks, and that's just like the bare minimum. For a couple weeks, don't try to date. Don't date with intention. More importantly, you can talk to people and entertain. Like, you know, I'm not saying just sit in a fucking box forever, but don't go into everything trying to be romantic for the next person or try to figure out if that next person is going to be the one. Because here's the thing. That trauma that you're carrying, because it is trauma, that trauma you're carrying from that last breakup is going to carry over into the new shit, and that person's going to resent you because you haven't gotten over or you haven't committed to try to move past what you had and appreciate what you have. So I'll shut up again and let Shane get it. I like that. And that's a fact, like, um, anything can be toxic if you're not being honest about overusing it abusing it or not wanting it and this other person asks you plain as day do you want to go eat seafood and he was like okay and you get there i don't want nothing on the menu i don't really feel like having seafood we could have avoided coming to this restaurant and that can happen in different moments in life different situations in life you had ample time to speak up and you didn't speak up and now we're in this shit. You can't blame anybody for that. And so I just I just I just need people to be better. If like if what you want is a transactional relationship, stop acting like you want a future with this person. Stop giving this person the idea that one day we're gonna get married. I just need to get I just need to get this together or I just want to do this first or I just want to buy my yep. house first. Why is yes. it my house and not our house if our plans are to be a team at the end of the tunnel? Like there's all these clues. Like we have read history books, um English books stories we didn't fucking like in middle school and high school and some of us college and we know how to read the context in order to answer those stupid questions at the end of whatever we're supposed to read same hmm. thing with people people consistently say what they want and what they don't want and they do what they want to do 
pertaining to what they want all the time. You have to purposely be like naive or not seeing it or not putting two and two together because putting two and two together will require me to make a decision I don't want to make. I want to be in this comfort zone right here. Yeah, I just think people are treating relationships or transactional, like lovers, dating, relationships, whatever. They treat that shit like when you go to Target. And anybody who knows the example I'm about to give, just let me, you know, hear it in the comments or whatever. But a lot of people go into relationships, both friendship and relationship dating, like, okay, this is what I want. Just like when you go to Target and you had that list of the three items that you want. But when you get there and you start seeing other shit, you're like, oh, I want that too. And I want that too. And you end up with a cart full of shit that you, you didn't have the intentions of getting it, but you got it anyway. And that could be both good and bad. Like, and when I say that, meaning, yeah, you go in there, you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go ahead and pick up some eggs. But I only came in here for, you know, juice or soda, something like that. You only went in there for one. You came out with 15. Cool. But the, the difference in what I'm trying to say is... If you lead with the intentions, make sure that when you leave that target or when you get to that point where, you know, in the relationship and everything like that, the things you went into it expecting or putting on that wish list, you actually get. That, that right there is the transaction for me. A lot of people will go and they'll be like, you know what? I want a guy who does this and this and this and this and this. And then they settle for a dude who out of the nine things they want, they got two. That's failing. Two out of nine is not a good fucking number. But you know what? You're like, oh, no, but this works for me. The the two things that they do out of the nine, they do very well. And it's like, but they're still failing. Like, if we got to go back to grade school about it, that's a fucking fail. They got to come back. That's like, um, that's like exactly what that is. Middle school would be like, how much, what what school we got to make in order to pass? And people just, okay, they're passing. Yeah, like, I, you you don't want to just pass in a relationship. It just doesn't make sense. And when I say relationships, that's all different variants of that. But when it comes to, like, transactional, like, the golden rule when we were four and five years old is, treat you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. If you can't ask yourself that question and get an answer that you are proud of, you've already failed at that transaction. You, yeah. You've honestly failed. So that's that's the bare minimum for me. Like I feel like, just start there. Are you being treated the way you want to be treated? Yeah. And not just in a physical, you know, physical space, but just all the way around. Like, can you wake up in the morning knowing for a fact that you're going to care about that person the same way you would when you went to sleep? If it's not that way, then you got to find out something else. So I'll shut up again. Okay. Um. Not okay for you shutting up, but okay to what you said because I agree. All right, last question. Are transactional relationships to blame for bad communication today? Um, I ask this because a lot of people today rarely uh, meet somebody in a store, get their number, go home, talk on the phone, don't FaceTime, don't go on their social media, don't Google their name, then they'd be like, um, let's go out to eat or some, some shit like that, right? It's never, you want to go get coffee or you want to go get some ice cream or I'm going to be at this park later. If you want to, you can stop by, but um, I'm going to the park for X, Y, and Z. Like, giving them an in on effort. 
Um, it's never that. I think we have too many avenues to do our own research on somebody and dissect them before getting to know them. And then we're when we're face to face with somebody that we've done dissected, we don't know how to make eye contact. We don't know how to talk to each other. We barely know how to spell because we rely on devices to spell check shit. Um, some of us still follow like these bullshit rules of if if they ask for your number, um, wait for them to call. You don't call them if even if you have the number or don't hit them up on social media or go on my page and look up their social media so they don't see that you're looking at it. It's, it's so phony from the beginning. And I think the bad communication is because relationships are so transactional. Um, I would say, yeah, because people, people feel like you have social media. You must be on your phone. You didn't respond to my DM. You saw my text. You didn't respond to my text. You must not like me. I called you five times. Why didn't you answer? W-Y-D, W-Y-D, eyeballs emoji like what the fuck give me room give me room to think about you since the last time i talked to you give me room to think um something you said um earlier this week it was on my mind all week it's gonna make for a better conversation i think a lot of people are so stuck on this contract aka situation and they are so used to meeting someone, having it be just for this, that they meet someone and because it's transactional, imagine you being a circle and this person has triangles, ovals, rectangles, uh, diamonds over here, and you trying to be the shape that they need. They don't need it. So if they met you on some transactional shit, stop trying to fit in to their other parts that they don't even want to include you. Like if 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 I don't have money to help you, then I don't need you. And that's how people are today. If I don't call on the daily, I don't need him. He's canceled. Um, if I don't get you gifts because the other five people who thought buying you gifts was going to keep you, get you gifts, then I must not like you. Um, if I don't check in all the time, then I must not like you. If she don't come over just because she knows my address, then she must not like me. Some people know boundaries. Some people only go places unless only if they're invited. And some people don't want to go to someone's house because maybe they have a, had a bad experience being at someone's house that they thought they knew and they don't want to put themselves in that situation. I think we do a lot of assumptions of why somebody did or didn't do something instead of asking them, well, why didn't you just call me? Or you could have came by. I thought you would have came by. All these fucking assumptions when we have all these ways to communicate and we don't use them. If that right you there. Are... That right there, real quick. My only take on this is the reason why is people only want to communicate publicly so other people can be a witness to that shit. Oh, you know, they'll go to social media for their beefs. They'll go and go to the group chat and be like, all right, we're going to air this out so other people can be a witness to it. No, 
stand on your square, stand on what you said, and, you know, just be that way. Just honestly, just be fluid in your communication. But a lot of people lack communication because they don't know how to talk to people. I'll be quiet. Yes, they don't know how to talk to people because they spend so much time having a middle person and the middle person or the middle thing has been a phone, has been social media, has been, uh, tell your friend to tell that girl to call me. Or what's up with her girl? How come it is so hard for a man who wants to talk to a girl and she's around her friends or vice versa for him to just talk to that girl? Why it gotta be, let me find somebody on your side for the guys that's behind me to talk to since we all in the room. And sometimes your friend that's a woman doesn't want to be the meat for his friend because y'all doing something or y'all got somewhere to go or you at your boy's apartment and because I came with her now I got to sit here at some stranger's apartment who maybe like playing playing video games or watching a game and I don't know these people and I'm not in a talkative mood like I don't like not having the full information about why we're here who are you here to see why I gotta come in how long is gonna be are they doing this in here are they doing that in here like if you want to meet somebody and it's transactional and you let them know like i'm looking for this i want this i don't want to deal with this and i do not want that why are you dealing with them looking for them to get you something for christmas why are you dealing with them looking for them to come out on your birthday or get you something for your birthday why are you dealing with them thinking oh it's about to be summertime i know i'm about to be included in all your plans no you're not mm-hmm. yeah so don't and expect the... people to pay for things just because in your past some sucker paid for everything for you don't expect people to post you just because you took a picture at that party and they, oh you posted all the other pictures of the party between post me you are not dumb you know what me posting you in a picture on social media or to a bigger audience would do or what it would portray stop acting like you don't know that mm. because let me tell you this right here a lot of women who are dating engaged married they have different social media and the feed mm. is completely different and the cute pictures that they might pose with you or with their boo they're posing the other cute pictures by themselves on the page mm-hmm. that looks like they're fucking single. Yep. Now, there are men who have friends who they share, they all share the page. And they use that page to basically scope out women. And they have their own separate pages and their own logins for their personal shit. And they might be in full-blown relationships. Girlfriends, fiancés, marriages kids and they on that one one uh login having conversations with women sending money in uh cash apps and apple pays and just putting on this persona to make them feel like okay i'm alive or people Mm -hmm. do see me or if i was single i could still bag this bitch get your shit in order yep we ain't we ain't this so we don't have to do this 
we don't have issues because you know what it is and I know what it is. A lot of the mm-hmm. relationships that you see that don't involve drama, fighting, um, going through phones, violating privacy is because there are two people in it that know what they're gaining and know what they're losing and they know how to maneuver in the shit. Mm-hmm. I tell anybody who will fucking listen, like all, all the, the, the single games people play and shit, and this is no disrespect to single people because somebody gonna get offended, but I just have to be that, that person to say it because I've been single before, I've been married. But what I see from the vantage point of just a human, uh, you know, the way that people communicate with each other because we're getting back to that grassroots there, it's so fucked up because they feel as though they have options. Like, I've seen people ruin a good thing because, quote-unquote, they had options. Or what you won't do, somebody else will do. And that's men and women alike. But it's ghetto out here. Like, dating is, like, dating is the ghetto when it got roaches. I'm telling you, you don't want to be that person, bro. And, Again, it just, it falls down that line of communication. There are a lot of people who don't know how to speak to people in general. And that's yes. not just in a dating sense. They just don't know how to communicate. If you ask them, like, yo, like, why do you, why do you treat women like that? Why do, you, why do you talk to women like that? They can't give you an answer. It's because that's what is portrayed to them. They listen to it in the music. They listen to it on the socials. They see their own peers doing it. But it's like, just because they do it don't mean you have to. That's why we're so fucked up as a people when it comes to dating and, you know, where women and men alike are just jaded about the opposite gender. The reason for that is because they don't know how to communicate effectively. It's let me be disrespectful because that's the only way they, you know, can recognize. I'll give you a perfect example. (coughs) Excuse me. Where a guy will be attracted to a woman, give her a compliment, and she's not interested and all of a sudden she's a bitch. It, it, it it's communication like that like you're, you're triggered by rejection and i mean i can go down that vein as well because that's a part of it so i'll just say this really briefly a lot of you motherfuckers haven't been rejected enough both men and women alike or somebody just telling you you know what you're not the only person out here there, there are other people because there are a lot of people feel like they're the only person on earth they are the only option they are the apex now realizing Yo, it's, it's 26 to 1 women to men in, you know, just most areas, but not even just that. Like, it's just a certain respect that you have to have for yourself, but also giving grace to other people. And it, it just sucks to know that there are a lot of people who feel as though they can just communicate how they want to communicate. And then the moment that other people do it, it's not right. Well, why, why do, you know, why are they tr- talking to me like that? Well, weren't you the same one on Twitter and Instagram? Like you said, Shan, like, oh, you got your private page with the, the family and stuff like that, but then you got the whole page. Yeah. You, you, you know, you, you got a roster, you're talking about, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to disrespect like rap li- or lyrics and shit like that, but you live by that code as long as, you know, it's public. But then people see you in real life and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, you a square. Like, you're right. not that way. You know how, you know how many people I've se- I see their social media and I'm like, yo, like, I, I wouldn't know who you were in real life, like at all. And the reason for that is because people put on these personas because they feel as though that's who they have to be on social media. Social media ain't a real place. <laughs> a real place, you know, dating. The best way I can say this and I'll wrap it up. The best way to date somebody is honestly communicating effectively. Just going and saying what your intentions are and honestly just being present in the conversation. Meaning you 
listen just as much as you talk. But people don't do that anymore because they feel as though, well, like, they should just abide by what I want. And it's like, it's not always about what you want. It's, it's not. It really ain't. And I'm trying my hardest not to be disrespectful in the, in the things I'm saying because even now, like, people are sensitive to the truth. And when it comes to communicating, say things once. I tell my daughter all the time, how many times does daddy have to say it? She knows. And she's three. I say things one time. My, my wife, she, you know, she's had a few instances where it's like, okay, we're having a conversation and shit, and I'll say something, and then, you know, she'll she'll come back like she wasn't listening stuff like that. It's like, well, I'm not saying it again. Like, I, you shouldn't have to tell or not say tell, but you shouldn't have to communicate yourself or the things you want to say multiple times when the person heard it the first time. Now, I can understand if you didn't understand it, but when you understood it and you just ignored it, then that's a problem that you have. And I see please, a lot of please come talk to my kids. No, that, it's, I, I can do that, but I'm I'm just really like I'm really soft spoken, but I definitely make it clear that <coughs> excuse me that when you say things one time and you move on, people all of a sudden their ears start working again. I, I don't know what it is. It, it it just it is what it is. But like when you tell a person what you want and you make it clear the first time, and you say, you know what? This this is what my intentions are with you. If we're just going to sleep together, we're going to sleep together. If we're going to date, we're going to date. But we're going to date with intention, right? If you say that shit, I can almost guarantee, I can almost, almost guarantee that they're going to listen. And not only are they going to listen, they're not going to question it. And the reason why they're not going to question it is because you made the business clear at the beginning. The issue is a lot of people will go and they'll allude to some shit. Stop alluding. If you want you a dude who's going to be like, on. Yeah, if he's going to be honest with you, he ain't going to cheat, he ain't going to do this, this, and this, tell him that shit. Tell him, hey, you know, last, you know, dude, he did this, he did that. If, you know, if he's listening, if he's intentional, then he'll understand. It's like, hey, that's a trigger for her. And if not, then you already know right off the bat, that dude you really don't want to fuck with because he wasn't listening. Yeah. It, it, that's the, 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 the point I'm trying to make here is communication starts with listening, and there's a lot of people who... They just don't listen. It's just more so they're listening to respond. That was my, you know, my problem with Clubhouse. Like, a lot of motherfuckers would just be in the middle of hearing somebody act like they're actively listening, but they're listening to respond. And it's like, you know, like, did you hear what the fuck they said? It's like, no, I just wanted to say what I wanted to say. That's not how conversation works. You listen with your fucking ears. We can all sing together, but we can't all talk together. But with dating and relationships and more importantly, like transactional relationships and stuff like that, intentions have to be clear with communication and a lot of people don't go and just say what it is like just say things right at the beginning if you say it at the beginning they can't say you switched up communicate effectively and i can guarantee you the rest is going to be smooth i'll shut up it's definitely listening but it's listening and paying attention to what they're doing if what they're doing is not matching what they said this year, it's not matching what they said last year, it's not matching what they said two years from now, um, it's no longer on them. It's on you now. How much time are you willing to give a person who can only provide you question marks? If you want something definite, if you want something that um, matches, and comes through and shows up and you don't have to second guess it 
then you need to have a limit. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't have a limit. And I purposely feel like a lot of people like fish out for people who are going to half-ass shit. They're going to do like the bare minimum of something they probably like. So they stick around. But if they ever have the audacity to bring up a problem, I'm going to be able to point out X, Y, and Z. And that's their whole relationship. I got shit on them. They got shit on me. As long as they shut the hell up, I'm going to shut the hell up about what I don't like and what they do. And we just going to be in this. And this is how they're going to benefit me. And that's how I'm going to benefit them. If that's the relationship you want, know the relationship you agreed on and Mm -hmm. not saying not saying anything is also agreement yeah no and again know what the fuck you agreed on if the person you got with ain't the same person you ain't agree to that shit you are welcome to leave you're welcome to leave that's it plenty of times okay (laughs) plenty of times and a lot of people, they they don't, and this is another thing, but this is a whole nother topic, Greg. A lot of males purposely avoid women who understand if I need to get up and go and do this by myself, I'll do it. A lot of people want people who need them because that's where they find their security. Not They don't find their security in being wanted. They don't find their security in I'm being great to this person. This person is a part of my plan. I I, I consistently date them even though we've been married for three years or, or 10 years. They know where I am in this relationship and I know where they am. Because the reality is we are all temporary. You could get in, in these relationships, you could get in these marriages and you could get the hell out. So this whole mentality of getting married and now you're mine and I dictate what you got going on and you need to obey me. Uh, it's, it's, it's giving me insecurity. It's giving me you're scared that I might leave. What you really need to be asking yourself is what have I done to make this person feel like leaving is better than them staying? Mm. What have what have I dropped the ball on? What have what did I do at the beginning that I'm not doing anymore? How can I be better? How can I check in with this person? How often do I check in with this person? And I think it's very easy when you're in a relationship with somebody for a long time to get stuck in this like repetitive mode of going and coming, going and coming, paying bills, going here, mm-hmm. doing this, doing that. And then you realize that I don't know how they feel because I got to go to work or I don't know what they got going on. I know they had a doctor's appointment sometime this month, but I don't think I asked them or maybe they did tell me like, don't lose yourself in the midst of life. Yes. That, that right. That, that fucking communication starts there. Um, but being able to, like you said, having check-ins and being able to fully understand the other person, it, it goes and it speaks volumes. It will give you a lot of answers to the questions that you didn't even know you had. Um, yeah. And I say that because I, I've been with my person so long that the world ended twice. 
We had 2012, <laughs> the world was supposed to end, and then we had the fucking pandemic in 2019. Oh, I really mean that shit. And I be telling people, I'm like, people change, but sh- doesn't mean you necessarily have to change with them, but you definitely need to change with the times. People's mentalities change. People's personalities change. They are people. Like, we just aren't sitting on an island and everything is the same every day, right? So yeah. I just tell people, I'm like, if you're dating with intention, you're going to intentionally be with the person that you're meant to be with. But when you are with somebody, you both grow. It's just more so, are you growing together or are you growing apart? And a lot of the people who grow apart, the reason why they grew apart is because they didn't stay connected with communication. Like having that communication adds so much value, not to your relationship, but to the people around you. Your friends will treat your spouse so much better when they see that you both communicate effectively your mm. you know your families what they'll show gratitude and grace to your your partner because they're like you know what i know that i can't treat them like this so i'm going to treat them the way that they're you know treated by their spouse like my mom i'll give you a perfect example my mom used to test every woman that i ever dated every woman why had no fucking clue but mm. that was just her thing but what I told her was, I was like, Ma, like, th- you, you can't do this with this one because, like, I- I'm doing it with intention. Like, I'm dating with intention. I-, I feel like I care. When you tell people that you care about somebody and you show them with your actions. That. That. that like, she couldn't Please, do anything because she's like. Right I- here. Right here. Pause right here and keep your but, thought. Hmm? You not only have to tell your family, your friends how you feel about a person that they think they about to play with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to show them, I don't treat this person like I treat the, treated the others, or I don't disrespect exactly. this person. Because for me, I have a very hard time with people being like, oh no, this is my da 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 You know, we gonna be da 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 It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Don't come tell me how they're shitty. Don't come tell me how they disrespect you and don't disrespect them so I can see it and then turn around and be like, don't be talking to my wife like that. Don't be talking to my girl like that. Or why why you told her you know what's going on? No, I don't know what's going on. Because if you don't lay down the respect and the, and the red carpet and keep it consistent, you're going to tell me that this is a flippy floppy. Mm continue yeah like no what you said just added to what i was about to say so i i just agree like people are going to treat the people that you care about the same way you treat them so if you are going and bad mouthing and talking shit they're gonna be like oh they really don't give a fuck so it's okay for me to say that yeah and it's not so again golden rule treat others the way you want to be treated period and that's the that's the show. So transactional relationships. If you want them, cool. Make sure the other person wants it too. If it has an expiration date, let them know when it's gonna expire. Some people have relationships for the summer. Some people cancel them come spring. Some people um, don't start them back up until May the first. Good luck to you. Um, it's not transactional relationships are not for your feelings. Transactional relationships are not um, for, ooh, maybe we should have a baby. No, you shouldn't. Not at all. Okay. Um, This has been another 
Rocky Road, beginning of Loudmouth Stereo. Um, stereo. It's stereo. It's stereo's fault. Um, I'm glad we got to do it because I was like, Greg, what the hell? Um, but yeah, that was episode 12. You can find us um, back here next Wednesday, I believe, mm-hmm. um, to do another show. Hopefully, they get their stuff together by then. But the show should be out uh, maybe tomorrow if I drop the girls off and I can edit it and get it up. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not making no promises because this is just today's day one of back to school. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I wake up tomorrow. I'm going to take a melatonin. (laughs) Mm, I hear that. Because I do what you do, Greg. I I say I'm going to go to bed and I say no. in the bed or the computer and I find some shit to do. Um, yep. So I'm going to try not to do that. Thank you for sitting in here, Brianna. She always coming through and listen to the yeah. show. Um, it's Loudmouth. My name is Shan. That is Greg. You can support us on Loudmouth Stereo or you can go to Young Black and Bothered, listen, drop a review, drop a review on Loudmouth Stereo or on She Gets a Pod. And um, you can connect with us on here. But this app needs to come correct. For sure. Because it's definitely fucked them for for a minute yeah, until they figure it crazy. out. That's wild. We will, see y'all ne- we will see y'all next Wednesday, y'all. Y'all be safe. Y'all be easy. And don't do nothing crazy. Yeah. What he said. Bye. Peace out. Thank you for supporting Loudmouth Stereo Podcast. This is a podcast created by two podcasters, Greg for Young Black and Bothered Podcast and Shan for She Gets a Pod. Either way, you support the cause. Thank you.